Hello and welcome back to the Something or Other podcast, a vaguely titled podcast with vaguely structured talking points. Um, dude, I don't, it's, it feels like it's been so long since I recorded an episode that I can't remember how to start exactly, like, not that I ever knew what I was doing, but it felt like I had a better handle on things, but I think the last episode was in August, and it is now the tail end of the year, it's November is ending, and well, 2021 is ending, and it feels like I... A lot, a lot has happened, and I, I feel like a different person <laughs> the last time I spoke to you guys, but uh, I know I, I've missed podcasting, and I knew that if I didn't just get over this, like if I didn't just do this and talk about this, that I will never continue uploading and I want to continue uploading, right? So this is a hurdle I have to get through. Um, but with the risk of sounding like a cancelled influencer, it has taken me a while to sit down and write this episode out. So I, I do have actual cue cards, like talking points that I wrote down. Because... I've had way too many, like, countless back and forths in my head on how exactly I want to go about this, like, how I'm supposed to explain this, or even, like, questioning whether I should say anything about it, but um, if there's anything I know that helps me and my mental health <laughs> is that talking it out always helps, and considering how hard it is for me right now to, like, reach out to people to talk to people about this actually because i don't know i don't know why but it's just like a self-induced emotional isolation is that if that's even a thing but like i just don't want to talk to anyone about it but talking to an invisible audience has always been my way of reaching out so anyone that's listening to this i am obviously going to be a debbie downer uh, in case you haven't heard i mean in case you haven't seen from the title which is pretty obvious so like grief trigger warning grief <laughs> a lot of sadness and a little bit of depression that comes with it but you know i understand if you don't want to listen to this one <laughs> uh like i don't know how many people are going to listen to this and i don't know if you know me or if you just stumbled upon this episode one day on the internet and decided to just give it a go but whoever you are whatever the reason just like thank you for stopping by and i won't hold it against you if you don't want to listen to this but there's literally no easy way to say it other than to just outright say it um but my little brother passed away a few months ago on august a little bit after the last podcast episode i guess that I uploaded, um, it doesn't get any easier to say, even more so to think about, but it's the truth, and it's real, and there's no changing it, and it happened, <laughs> and there's nothing I, or anyone for that matter, can do about it, because 
if we know anything about death, even though we know nothing about the afterlife, that it, it is permanent. You can't, it, it's, it's permanent. And obviously I'm still not okay about it. I'm not, not okay. Uh, like I said, I feel like a different person because it feels like it's been ages since he passed, but also still so recent. Uh, it feels like yesterday and I could still feel, I, I can still remember how it happened and I can still, like, I don't know, the, the pain just feels new. It always feels new. And, I know, I think this is the biggest, most, like, closest loss I've felt, and it just, it, it's literally like nothing else. I don't think I could ever come close to describing, like, just how empty, like, the sheer emptiness, hollow feeling in your gut. It's like a, a, a visceral reaction you feel with your entire being, like, Sometimes you sit down and the permanence of the whole thing just takes your breath away, if that makes sense. And you feel like there's just, like, a hole in yourself. Because it is a huge chunk of your life that just went away. And... Sometimes, no matter how hard you try and distract yourself, it's still there. And it's at times where you're, like, alone, you're lying in bed, or, like, you're driving somewhere on your own without, like... <laughs> I know, it, it's it's still there. Uh, Well, obviously, I'm not coherent, and I have gone way off script, but... I don't know, man. I just, I just miss him. I miss him a lot. I still miss him terribly. I don't think I'm gonna ever stop missing him, but, you know. I think nothing ever prepares you for a loss. Like, even if you see it coming, but. I definitely did not see this coming, and it, it felt like. I never got to say goodbye, but he's gone. And fuck. <laughs> and it's something I have to make peace with. I think the it's hard when you look back and you think about I think about all the things I did wrong, <laughs> all the bad things I did to him, all the fights we had. <clears throat> How there's so many things we said we do together that now we won't be able to. Um, it's hard. 
and I just I feel empty, <laughs> bereft. I guess is 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 what is why they call it bereavement. I guess how fucking apt, right? Um, but I think the thing with death and with grief is that you, no matter how many times, like how much time you take to mourn, it feels like it's never going to be enough. And like, you can't take time off to mourn. Not enough anyway. Like, cause it, it felt like I had to keep going <laughs> because I did lose him. My family did lose him, but the world won't wait. So I had to keep leaving. I had to keep living. I had to keep working. Um, even when I felt like I haven't even processed enough. So in a way, it was great distraction because I didn't have to think about it all the time. But there's just a lot. There was a lot of anger at first or even now, inside of me, <laughs> about how the world kept going. And the thing about time and life is that it stops for no one and nothing, and it annoyed the crap out of me. And it's it wears you down. Uh, and... A month after he passed, it was my birthday, and it was so difficult. I probably cried my eyes out that day, and all the other days before and after it, but especially that day, because... I know, it's just, it's just fucked up that I continued getting older when he didn't. It's a lot, and it didn't help that I was in a new environment, you know, being the introverted ass self that I am, because, like, so no one knew it was my birthday, and it made me feel very lonely, and it was, it was, it was the worst, it was by far the worst birthday I've had in a while, um, Like, the, f the fact... I don't know. I couldn't... I couldn't see my friends. Um, like, the pandemic with the social restrictions and whatnot obviously didn't help. But it wasn't like I was making myself emotionally available either. Uh, which is another thing with this whole grief thing it feels like i've just been checking out like just distancing myself away emotionally from social interactions even ones online it, i just sometimes i just don't have the capacity to interact and act like everything's normal like it takes a lot more out of me, even more out of me now to socialize and put in the effort to talk like a normal person. Just like, you know, when stuff like this, when shit like this happens, 
uh, obviously people, you know, give you their condolences and they, um, offer you like a shoulder to cry on and they're like, you know, you can always talk to me if you want or whatever, you know, being, you know, really nice, but it's hard to reach out. It's so hard to reach out and like, especially because you, you're aware of how much other people have going on and it feels like such a burden <laughs> to talk to them about shit like this um and usually when stuff like this happens i i talk to my family i talk to my parents my brother about it but obviously they're having the same issue um and i can see it wearing them down and don't want to be a burden to them either um (sighs) and like when you try to reach out to friends i just end up overthinking of all the things i have to explain beforehand before (laughs) i get to what's actually worrying me and it feels like too much and it's just too overwhelming and i just shrink into myself but like man, death death is so weird. Loss is so weird. It's so surreal. Sometimes it doesn't quite sink in and things feel like they're okay and they're normal, but then I break down in the middle of nothing. <laughs> and it feels like it's just swallowing me whole, you know? there's this there's like no other way to describe it it's just hard (laughs) and it's so difficult to see how i'm ever going to get over this um like how the fuck do you get over something like this but you know some people say you don't it's like the grief stays constant inside of you you just learn to live with it and grow around it um my only comfort is that i am better about this now than i was a month ago and it's progress um but you know on a on a (laughs) how do i even bridge this like on a brighter note um i've been finding new hobbies and obsessions i guess to cope with this uh in a way it's like sort of honoring him and his interests maybe uh but he really liked computers and our family computer was one he built so now i'm the one taking care of it and i cleaned it and I moved it to my room, which is a plus for me, I guess, but no one else wanted it, I guess, because I know it's hard, I guess, to see for my parents, especially for my mom. It it reminds her too much of him. Um, But so I learned a lot about the stuff that he was into. Like I got into mechanical keyboards because of him. I 
started modding my own, changing switches, and I guess it felt... Uh, it feels like it's connecting me to him and his memories. I don't know, maybe it's just wishful thinking, but it's a coping mechanism and it's fine. <laughs> it's fine is all I can say about it, but you know what they say about like remembering the people who reached out to you when you're at your lowest like it's hella true like i remember every single person who spoke to me oops that was my speaker who spoke to me when it happened and it made me so fucking sad to realize how a bunch of them didn't reach out <laughs> like fuck how sad right how sad that i care about this but i don't know the human the human emotion isn't logical <laughs> and as uh, logical thinking as i am i'm a pretty emotional person i'm sensitive aubrey uh the episode's just going on without me talking about anything in particular but i was i planned on talking about coping mechanisms on the second half of this but the first half took too much out of me that i can't form proper paragraphs <laughs> but we also got cats plural to just fill the empty void i guess especially for my mom because she's still working at home and i think being at home is a lot you know like with no work to distract her so we adopted a few cats a bunch of cats actually um but for someone who's never lived with pets before like the only pets that i kept were koi fishes so a cat is a significant upgrade and they require way more maintenance but it's surprising how easier they are than i expected like i always felt like they were a hassle but i think because of the pandemic we're mostly staying at home right so we have a lot of time to take care of them and and they they help a lot emotional support animals are a thing and they're great and I am now a changed person. I used to not like pets. I used to not like cats. But now I'm the type of person to upload cat pictures on Instagram. Because I've grown as a person, I guess. I've advanced. Um, but yeah, I think that's all I'm ever going to get out of this episode. And I'm probably not going to edit. Because I know if I do, I'm never going to upload this. So hopefully it comes out okay. And if you listen this far, thank you very much. Sorry for being so depressing. And, you know, it's it's life. Shit happens. Uh, doesn't make it any less worse, but shit happens. And, yeah. Thanks for listening. Bye.